The views and opinions expressed by guests on Connected do not necessarily reflect those of Side Street Studio Arts. and welcome to Connected. Uh, this is a Side Street Studio Arts podcast where we talk with different people from the arts community, uh, performance producers, visual artists, musicians, uh, people of that ilk. So today we have the awesome uh, fortune to have uh, Kevin Crack uh, from Rock House West Dundee. And uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of, um, there's a lot of, specifics we're going to get into but so i'm going to kind of let kevin get into some of that uh how are you doing today kevin um great tanner thanks for the invitation glad to be here absolutely we're i am we and i and everyone else that's going to hear this uh super excited to have you on board awesome um we uh, yeah and it's 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 funny it's it's a odd to, to be meeting in these circumstances but i've 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 heard a lot about rock house of course and uh and a little bit about about you so i'm that's why i really why i reached out i was like if this is an opportunity to get somebody in you know uh, someone in our arts community uh in i want to get someone like kevin in so i uh i'm seriously like i i really think um you know what you've done with rock house is pretty great and so i really wanted to i I just appreciate you coming on board well i hope i can live up to your expectations (laughs) (laughs) me too man (laughs) oh my gosh now i'm sweating oh well let's let's i'll back up then how about that Um, i'm good well give me some green that's awesome man um well if you would why don't you um Tell us all a little bit about uh, about yourself and and kind of why what is Rock House and then how how that all formed. Sure. Oh gosh, where to start? Well, let me start with Rock House since that yeah. predates me. Uh, this building was constructed in 1914, and uh, the facility originally opened here in West Dundee as a vaudeville theater uh, right around 1915. So the, the block that we're on, uh, one building, three-story building, which is a restaurant that was built in 1888, then came Rock House, um, and then some of the other buildings, one of the buildings I'm sitting in right now. But uh, during its vaudeville history, uh, legend has it that during their vaudeville careers, Bob Hope, Charlie Chaplin, the original Three Stooges. No way. Uh, all performed on our stage here, uh, right next to the river. So the building uh, certainly has a ton of history. And you know, from an arts perspective, it's been kind of an epicenter of uh, the artist community here for, gosh, well over 115 years now. That's so amazing. So when Vaudeville died, it turned into a movie theater. It was a movie theater for 70 or 80 years. Um, And then maybe 20 years ago or so, uh, 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 a company bought it, Clearwater Productions bought it, uh, renovated and turned it into kind of the current layout of, um, or the the current envelope of live performance venue. 
they were here 10 or 11 years. And sometime during that tenure, our paths crossed. Uh, I'm just a music lover. You know, I think music and live performance is so important to uh, who we are as human beings that uh, I've always been attracted to the arts in that form and music in particular relative to how, in my opinion, it's a universal language that just brings people together and transports you to a different time and brings back memories and makes new memories and all that stuff. So uh, during its Clearwater days, uh, I had come here to see a show, uh, Local H, uh, local. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so the H was playing here, uh, wanted to see him, came to the Clearwater and thought uh, really kind of two things. What an amazing venue. And uh, wow, it needs a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) Even then you thought it needed a lot of work. Wow. Um, My my day job uh, has been up until now centered in the design, construction, and maintenance of commercial facilities. Wow. Uh, So I've spent 30 plus years working on buildings like this. So I could see really quickly that uh, it had great bones, great potential, and uh, a great appetite for a lot of vision and design and construction. So, uh, you know, be careful what you wish for. About five years <laughs> later, um, I had the opportunity to acquire the property, and I did. And really, it's centered around two things. One, um, I had been to Chicago and other House of Blues facilities around the country, and I thought, wow, what, what, they're just such great great spaces to see live performance. They're unique, they're eclectic, they're all those things. Wouldn't it be great if the suburbs had a place like that? Uh, Small intimate venue. And, uh, you know, seeing a building that had been here for 115 plus years just fall into decay. um, All the things that I love and have spent my life uh, perfecting in some regard, uh, kind of all came together here in uh, the former rock house. So uh, while uh, while these have been my projects, I really feel like I'm no more than a steward of something that others created. And, you know, if I do my job really well, um, I'll leave it for others to create another 115 years plus. That's a that's a really wonderful perspective. Uh, I think like that that's not necessarily something that you hear very often about. Um, you know, even building owners, you know, uh, but you know, what their, what their plans are for the future of the building there, you know, cause it is a, a tough time and it has been for sure. a number of years, property development and, you know, especially commercial development in downtown areas and downtown districts, historical districts in particular. Um, but that's, uh, yeah, well, that's, that's, that's amazing. Like, so you, 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 you said the former rock house was, and I'm sorry if I'm, uh, confused what, was it, it used to be named Rock House a long time no, ago, or no. that's just what you? Yeah, I, I, uh, I named it Rock House. Okay, that's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, it was Clearwater Theater, it was the Dundee Theater, it was the Dundee right. Palace Theater. It's been a bunch of, okay. it's had a bunch of names over the years, for sure. Yeah, that's uh, and I the only reason I ask is because I am not actually from Elgin, uh, or even around here. So it's like, um, we've yeah. lived here for eight... Nine, I lived on and off here for 
since 2004 or five, um, you know, gone and then come back and uh, Aaron, my partner and um, wife, um, the partner of Side Street Studio Arts, she grew up here and, you know, knew all the the names and the, the, the lineage of pretty much of that building as well, you know, the Rock House. So it's like, it's just great for me to learn about these properties because I too have a, a really... A, a big love for old buildings and history in particular. And when it comes to performance, it just kind of, it, it's a perfect mesh for, yeah. uh, for what, for what I like to do. But, uh, um, yeah, you know, West Dundee, I, I really knew nothing about West Dundee other than having traveled through here on business. I thought, wow, what a great downtown area right next right. to the river. You've got these turn of the century buildings and it just hadn't seen the, um, the uh, uh, revitalization that places like Geneva and St. Charles and maybe right. downtown Elgin to a certain extent had seen. It's amazing. You know, I've been working on this project for, gosh, six or seven years now. It's amazing how much the downtown area here has changed for the better. Absolutely. Over that time. And uh, it's, it's just great great to see and really cool to be part of that um, part of that revitalization especially with uh, rock house being right here right in the center having this old theater marquee that was dark for so long you know yeah. we keep that yeah. thing burning bright every night just just to show uh, respect to not only the community but what this building has been for you know a century that's a huge deal. That's that really is, especially you know, coming from a uh, you know nonprofit uh, founder, executive director, and you know, like me, and having a, a building in downtown Elgin. We we that's uh, I have high respect for that. You know, and it, you. it because it is difficult to drive through a downtown anywhere, but especially in a t in a place where you have a business or an organization or what have you, and see it be, I mean, literally dark. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, just even having, even accru accruing the cost of <laughs> the, turning those that, you know, keeping that sign on every night, like that's, that's not something that to, to scoff at because it does do so much for people's, uh, you know, uh, their morale uh, as a, as a, as someone that may have grown up there or had just moved to, you know, to West Dundee or, or any you know town around here or wherever to see that. And to know, especially now during a time like this, where it's been so difficult on so many different people to see something like that and to say, you know, that there are people out there like, man, I can't wait to go back. You know, I can't wait to go see a show right. there. I can't wait to go back there. And that's, that, that says a lot about, I think it's, I, I know it says a lot about, you and and the group of people i'm sure that uh that you work with so um i wanted to, to kind of get into I, I know you know there's a detailed history um of the past so you, you basically you 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 said that you opened roughly i'm gonna like tw 2015 16 is that uh, correct 3 2017 October 2017 2017 was our okay first show we spent two years renovating the facility. Wow! Uh, and then uh, we we just passed our three-year mark here uh, earlier, late last year. Last fall, okay. Yeah, most of last year we were closed. Well, you quickly became such a staple in the uh, the Fox Valley, you know. And I mean, I know that whenever we uh, would drive by, uh, which is 
quite often, you know, weekly, you know, seeing the, the, that marquee with names of touring bands and nine times out of 10, they're bands that we recognized, which is for around here was excellent, you know, and it's, it, it's not the Sears center, you know, right. and it's not, and it's not even dirty Nellie's or a place like that, that I personally loved, you know, and had seen bands there and, um, or, you know, looking at a place like maybe, uh, uh, well, I think it was called, um, can't remember what it was called in downtown Elgin is cats. Um, there's a venue. Oh, gosh, people are going to listen to this and break me over the coals. Um, but there was a smaller event space in downtown Elgin uh, that I think someone that's been vacant for a number of years. And now someone is redeveloping it. And I think they're going to turn that into a um, cat. Uh, oh, gosh over on Grove Avenue. Boy, anyway, point is it, uh, you know, with all this rich history, it, it is really great to see that, that, that you're still there to be on, you know, that, 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 that rock house is still there. And I, I kind of wanted to get into, you know, how COVID has really, you know, if it's taken a toll on you and you, on your organization or, you know, your, your company, or if, you know, what the plans are. Uh, so I guess, how do you think, or how are you guys doing right now? And then uh, I guess I, I'll just start with that. So how are you guys doing right now? Well, we've, we've for all intents and purposes, been closed since March of last year. Okay. Um, as the pandemic restrictions came down, um, we had a final show in the middle of March, and then we closed. We did some one-off shows. We did a big live stream for the Huntley Fall Fest folks. Yeah. In September. Um, I think we had a show earlier or October, uh, but for all intents and purposes, um, because of the restrictions we've had on capacity, we just can't make it work financially right. to open the doors. So right. as we move back to phase four here in the last couple of weeks, uh, we're back to an allowable 50 person capacity, Whoa. which again, still doesn't do anything for us. We lose money really at that head. Yeah. Now with all that said, uh, I'm really fortunate that Rock House for me has been a passion project. And uh, while the financials at some point do make a difference, um, they haven't impacted us like they've impacted others. And uh, we're really just sitting and waiting for the pandemic to be past us all and uh, all businesses to be fully open. And we're excited about that day coming and really opening our doors back up to allow people to come back in. Not only, not only the patrons, but the artists as well. You know, the other driving force for me in Rockhouse was the artist. I had been to because I'm a music lover, live music lover, you know, I've, I've been to every venue and every bar and, you know, it seems like I've seen a million shows. Right. Uh, but increasingly what I saw was these unbelievably talented artists that didn't get the respect they deserve simply by having a great facility uh, or a great stage on which they could play. And I just thought it was just sacrilegious. These folks are out on the road uh, killing themselves for really nickels and dimes. I mean, people yeah. would be shocked at how little touring musicians, professional national touring musicians make. So when I envisioned what Rock House was going to be, uh, in my head, it was not only a great place for people to come, but it was an oasis 
for professional musicians to spend some time at with uh, great service, great sound and lighting, great production, great everything. So that maybe one day out of the bus in a, you know, a, a legitimate room for a change. Yeah, right. They were able to put on a show and uh, demonstrate their skill set and their product uh, for all of us. So I'm, I'm so excited to be able to welcome them back into our venue as well, because, boy, they really have artists have really been hurt uh, by this really global shutdown of arts and entertainment, certainly touring arts and entertainment. Um, yeah. Again, we're fortunate that we've been able to weather the storm, but I mean, my heart goes out to people that really depend on this for a living because for all intents and purposes, things have been closed for going on a year now. Right. Sure you've seen it. I'm sure you've seen it on your end. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we, you know, we, that's with that, you know, it's, it's amazing to see the, uh, how in, ingenious and the ingenuity, I guess, uh, that artists have, have, what artists have done, uh, uh, the ingenuity of the artists in order yeah. to do like moving, morphing and pivoting to, to the live streaming has just been really, um, inspirational, I think, uh, for, for someone that is a producer, as well as someone, you know, as an artist that I am, but being able to see the blend of art and communication and, or telecommunications and tech and people saying, I want to create art out of out of this technology and out of all of this stuff that we just have right now. Imagine you take someone from the fifties or the sixties, an artist and or a musician or whomever, and tell tell would tell them you know go back in the past and be like, one day you're going to be able to do this, this, and this, and send your your music across the world. You know they would pee their pants, right? And and it's it's amazing to see what artists have done with this and almost to the it's almost to the point where it's been overdone right with you see somebody live streaming their music all the time you know and and they're trying to work to get money and doing tipping online it's it's fascinating to me because you know we talk about it a lot in that it is it, it will be the future even a hybrid or a a weird amalgamation of you know of this this odd amalgam of art and music and and uh, you know even visual art people that are, that are creating albums they're creating these visual uh, animation and and videos for these artists and then now these artists getting actors back in to do stuff outside or inside creating movie you know videos but also this tech this heavy tech with these companies that have invested in it for primarily for uh, zoom for instance but I doubt there's anyone on that Zoom board that was like, you know, who's really going to use the crap out of this? <laughs> Live musicians, you know? I mean, I'm sure it came out in a, in a moment, but to see all that is really, it's really fascinating. And, and we have seen a lot of struggle, you know? We've dealt, I mean, we, we are still struggling like everyone else to a point, you know? And we've done a lot of work in order to get and pay artists and get them, get these artists back into rotation. And, you know, we do, um, we're doing some live streaming. We're doing some, some, uh, some private recording. We've also launched side street TV, which is a, uh, an, uh, 
it's a it's it's a network basically that incorporates live music uh videos with animated videos and i think of it as kind of like adult swim meets mtv meets basically anything like I, I guess back to adult swim anything that's on adult swim you know that's uh but also this world of capturing this world that these artists are, are really are making you know and, and that's kind of what we're trying to do with this little that's section awesome. and i thank you i think it is and, and we're, we're you know we're investing a lot into it because we know that there are people out there that want to play music especially you know live music uh and be a part of it and so we're just looking at all of our options and seeing how to best utilize our resources because as i'm sure you know resources are not where they were um for some companies and organizations they might be better than where they were uh right. you know pre-covid but that doesn't mean that people are still going to feel comfortable coming back to your space you know and yeah and that's why you know that's one thing i find really difficult to understand is is a venue such as yours who thrives and is 100 i mean we you know we have a we have a performance space it's small and, and and we do a lot of modular stuff especially with our gallery space so a lot of it is a lot of our organization is about community and bringing people together just like yours and experiencing those that music and, and those artists in a way that is physical right it is you're in the moment you're in the space it's an experience you're developing that experience well without it what the hell do you do right how do you move forward yeah it's 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 that's really interesting tanner um all of that um i think uh the arts have taken a huge leap forward in adopting some of the technology that we've all had to adopt here and there's good things about that and there's not so good things about that but the 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 good what some of the good stuff is like you i've seen so many awesome collaborations just virtual collaborations yeah. amongst artists and their ability to put all that together uh all the parts and pieces almost seamlessly right super cool and uh you know i don't know that that would have happened certainly at the speed it did had the pandemic not taken hold on the flip side of that you know, I, I personally think that the best way to experience the arts, especially music, is upfront and in person. Because yeah, it's much sure. more than just the sounds that you're hearing. It's 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 all of it. It's the vibration, it's the people, it's the interaction, it's the space, it's it's everything. You know, it's it's funny over the years, um, I would I'll I have no problem going to a concert by myself. So uh, I would ask friends, you want to go see so-and-so? And they're like, no, I don't really like them. I'm like, look, just trust me. You've never heard of them. I know that. I won't lead you astray. Come with me. You're going to have an amazing night. And you might actually like the music. But right, at right. times, like, the performance is just such a small part of everything else one experiences. So while virtual collaborations have been great, and I, I, I like you, I think they're going to be part of the future of what we are all doing, um, there really still is no substitute for that human connection, Absolutely. that in-person collaboration. And I think uh, a lot of us have uh, now realized that we've taken that for granted. And yeah. I'm anxious to see 
how people reintroduce themselves in a safe manner, but reintroduce themselves to that as the restrictions lift. Because uh, I think I, I don't think we're out in the woods just yet relative to right uh, with things opening. I think it's going to take a little while yet for people to get comfortable like they used to be comfortable with um, venues and, you know, events that are close quarters and things like that. So do you. Yeah, that's a great thought. Do you think that it's going to be a tidal wave? when it is you know opening or do you think it is it's just going to be a slow trickle in you know I think what it's going to be like i think it's going to be both wow I think, I think you've got uh you've got a contingency of people that are going to do whatever whenever you know <laughs> yeah. whatever reason <laughs> but once that's over with i think it's going to be a slow burn um i think yeah uh, i don't i don't I don't see us returning to some semblance of what it used to be this year. It's probably right. not until next year that, you know, maybe we've got um, full venues um, that are really catering to a crowd that feels safety and in a space. I think one benefit we have is we, we are small and intimate and we were a 479 cap room. So um, I'm hopeful that, Early on, we'll, we'll be able to see some of that enthusiasm to come back to live events. But arena, stadiums, giant theaters—I mean, we're probably a year out yet. Yeah, that's a that's a. I think that's a pretty. I, th I was going to say I think it's a little conservative, but I don't. I I, I want it. I don't want it to be because yeah. you know we. I really. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you don't. You know, because it is, we're all missing out. And, uh, and of course, you know, there are, as a collective, you know, we don't want anyone being sick or getting, you know, or, or, or dying. And it, you know, I, I think it, my hope is that when people do come back, they come back foaming at the mouth, you know, <laughs> for, for live music, especially because that's how I feel, you know, and I know that that's how uh, Aaron feels because we, traveled around we've been to a number you know we've we loved live shows and, and we've gone with friends and gone by ourselves and all that and we are just it's hard to even allow ourselves to start thinking about it because it can't open the floodgates of all those you know past emotions of what it sure. is like to be around live music and so i think we've all kind of just paused those feelings for a while you know and, and so that because we don't want to get too excited about it and then something you know something bad happened but that's just the kind of way of it right you know especially the the new variants that are coming out and what this actually looks like for for the world it you could say oh it doesn't really matter it's not really important but live music is so important and, and you know mostly about what you said you know it, it is about being in the moment and being in the space and it's not always just about the music right it's about who you're there with who you meet it's about that new drink you tried or it's about some, but you know what a little those little things that just make that's what going out is about you know right. that's what entertainment is about and and that's what that's the biggest thing i think is that we've all lost lost out on that you know especially cities with with the revenue uh businesses with revenue uh you know and it's um and then the the personal experiences right you know with your your friends family and and even your yourself because 
that's what it comes down to. It's how we experience music and then how we experience it with others. And I agree. So I think that, you know, I would love, I think next summer, I think 2022 is going to be crazy. I think, <laughs> I mean, you know, I think if you look at it on this trajectory, right. If you look and say like, okay, if we have this, you know, with any type of, uh, of, uh, you know, the inoculations and everything that's been handed out, the vaccinations, I should say, uh, and everybody is stable. I do think that with all the protocols with this past year in our, you know, with this year in our past, we kind of have an understanding of how to move forward, protecting ourselves, you know, and be in following, you know, cause we, there are the, the, the county and state protocols in different sure. states, but also what you believe in, what you have to do for your business and what you, and then how all that can, kind of configures. And it can be difficult. I think, I think there are a lot of people that are kind of going through a lot of that. I know that we work with, um, some uh, we work with the uh the canadian association of fringe festivals as well as the uh unite or the uh united states association of fringe festivals and because we produce a fringe festival in elgin every year and we've talked with people that produce other events and they're like we just don't know what to do or how to do it because stuff keeps moving back and forth and you know they have four four five hundred persons uh theaters you know to, to deal with and and then you see p- people like steppenwolf who just have a, you know, they're getting, they're still working on their $74 million uh, theater in the round expansion. And it's like, geez, how, how, <laughs> when are we going to come back and see, be able to see it? And how is that even possible? You know, and then it all, it is all relative, you know, a place like yours, it was 479 cap. Is that yeah. what you said? Yeah. A place like ours, that's 99 and that's just maxed out, you know, and, but it's just so tricky and it's, um, and I, so I guess ultimately, I, you know, I want to say thank you for talking about it because it does help. I don't think a lot of us are all getting an opportunity to talk with other producers or venue owners, you know, about yeah. it. And, and there may be Facebook groups or, or what have you, but, you know, there, we're also busy. We're also doing other things and, you know, working on grants or, or, you know, or just begging people for money or talking to the banks, you know, all these things. And also then working and doing our other bits and bobs and it is important for us to keep i mean that's what we call it connected to keep connected so that we can gain ideas and and also gauge how other people are doing because like I, going back to what i said i know that you you guys and i say you guys but you uh you know in rock house are such a big uh such a big deal in this area and i know i mean and it, even over the past few years it took you two years to redevelop it and then you've been open a little over three years and i know that there have been bands through there that i hadn't seen since i was in college and i was like oh man i totally want to go and you know just the day and time and issues but there are so many people talk about that and and that does so much for our community and it is um it's really great to be able to chat with you and discuss that you know and i do wish that there were, were more opportunities to do that and maybe there will be uh in the future but um yeah it's uh i think what you you know what what you're doing is so important and i'm really happy that you're continuing to do it because the other thing is that when you don't hear about you know you when you don't hear from venues or or venue owners or even managers it's like are they still going to be doing stuff yeah you no know? and and that's one of the things we've talked with other artists about it's like you have to, even if you're not doing the main thing, 
how do you stay relative? How do you keep doing, do you do have to do new things or you just stay with what you are, are, you know, trained to do, you know, with live venues, if that's it, man, that to me, that is the, that is difficult. I, I can't, I couldn't imagine what it would be like to, you know, for what you've gone through and what rock house or your staff has gone through. Um, I mean, have you had any staff members that are, have you retained most of your staff? I mean, or are you on pause with them or we're, uh, we're basically on pause with all of our staff, all of our staff were part-timers. Right. So, um, it was easy to just pause easy for the business to pause, not necessarily easy for them. Yeah. Um, Our core, you know, service oriented people are still around and anxious to come back. I think relative to venues and theaters, I, you know, Tanner, I think there's a lot of fallout still coming. I'm really curious to see who survives this. I don't think, I don't think we're through that yet. You know, once things start to reopen and people start to re-engage, I think we're going to see a bunch more um, failures and fallout because of this. And that's, that's just so unfortunate. Um, This is not a business anyone gets into to make money. That's for darn. (laughs) We, uh, um, it's been, it's been a challenge for us, even pre COVID. So, you know, I, um, I'm thankful that we're able to just wait this out and, uh, I feel for the people that are really hurting, yeah. um, whether they're venue owners or theater owners or staff or artists or whoever. I'm just anxious that that things start rolling, so you know that that uh, funnel just opens back up and people are able to go on with their lives. But it, it's coming, you know. It, it's yeah. uh, we've started booking shows again here. I was going to ask. That's great. Yeah, we started. Uh, um, when this whole thing started, I, I last year flippantly I was saying, you know, okay, worst case, we'll be closed all of 2019. Little did I know that uh, that was an underestimation of what was going to happen. Um, but I'm I'm hopeful that by the fall things will start really gaining some momentum. So we started booking fall shows here this week. Uh, with the anticipation that by, you know, late September, early October, uh, we'll be able to fully open our doors back up. Um, and I see other people putting on events and doing things socially distant. So with the vaccinations coming out, even with the variants that are starting to mm-hmm. get all the press, um, I'm optimistic that uh, 20 21 we'll see a return for all of us slowly but a, a return that just uh, we can all build on for 2022 well i hope you're right you know i really do i hope i hope that it uh i hope that it comes out that way you know so i i gotta ask um what's your uh, like dream band your dream group that you would love to see at rock house oh my gosh you know, people have asked me that before. I don't really have one. Um, I mean, there are artists that I love. Yeah. I, I, I'm here for the experience, really and truly. And I'm, I'm thinking about a, a show that we did last year. Um, 
one of my favorite shows of 2019, last year, two years ago now, 2019, uh, Philadelphia rock band on the road, heard about them, booked them. We had five people in the room. Oh my five God. Five people in the room. Um, they played like they were playing to a sold out <laughs> United States. Oh, and they man. were phenomenal. And um, that was as good a show as any other show I've ever seen in my life. Right. Whoa. So when you say like, what artists would you like to see there? <laughs> uh, all of them, like all, all of them. I don't, right. you know, I don't discriminate uh, amongst anybody because what makes a performance unbelievable is what the artist is doing up on the stage, not yep. who they are or who's in the room. And I've seen that with huge artists and I've seen that with an artist that pulled in five people. So yeah, I, I don't know. Jeez. That's amazing. That, that makes sense. Yeah, no, I, it absolutely does. That's uh, I got a. What was the name? Do you remember the name of the, the band? Yeah, a band out of Philly called Soraya. S O R A I A. Unbelievable. We've had them twice. We'll have them back again. So good. So so good. Soraya. S O R A I A. Soraya. Yep. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Great. I see them right here. I just looked them up on Facebook. I'm gonna add them. That's great. Amazing. That's um yeah that, having five people in in your venue when a when a show's going off especially a touring band you know it can drive you crazy so you just kind of yeah. got to let go and just enjoy it but it's uh we it, I've, yeah yeah it definitely drives me crazy <laughs> not from the standpoint of the business but right. from the standpoint of we have this unbelievable talent yeah, right here and down. People are missing out on D, and people are missing out on. Yeah, that's what drives me crazy. So that's what think, drives me crazy. That's a that's a great again another great point. You know, do, do you think that that's indicative of of the Fox Valley area, or yeah, yeah I was gonna say I mean, I don't I don't think it is either, but I wonder why. You know, of it's, indicative, it's about draw. I think it's indicative of the music business today. Right. Really? Um, okay. Yeah. Hmm. You know, back in back in the day, artists put out an album and they sold it. And then they toured for next to nothing to support the album sales. Right. Now it's completely the opposite. Artists don't even really put out an album. They put out a song. Right. And then um, they tour to make any sort of living because they make nothing off the sale of their music. It's, it's darn near criminal in my eyes. Right. Um, so it's indicative of that. People don't listen to the radio. They don't buy albums. They don't listen to a whole album. So music has become disposable. You know, it's playlist generated. Uh, there are no more DJs really. Right. Um, or DJs that you can connect with that introduce you to new music. And if you don't like this song, you know, there's 20 new ones coming down the play Spotify playlist right after it. So people don't yep. have the connection. They don't have the, the uh, chance to make a connection with an artist's catalog, um, uh, a new artist catalog, somebody like Soraya. That's mm -hmm. what it's indicative of.
So getting people in to see a new artist play their music is really, really difficult. Our most difficult shows center around new music. If we want yeah. to fill the house, we can put a 80s, 90s, 2000 tribute band on stage. And that brings everybody. 16 Candles. Woo! Exactly. That brings everybody out. <laughs> beggar's Ball. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, it brings people out because they're connected to that music. They heard that yep. music on the radio. They bought the CD. They listened to it ad nauseum. And now they want to come out and relive those memories and that experience. I'm hopeful that, you know, things, what comes around goes around. I'm hopeful that this cycle changes and people have the opportunity to get acquainted with artists and their catalog and their album yeah. and all that stuff. And uh, I think if Rock House is anything, maybe it's, uh, it's a place that, you know, five people can get introduced to Soraya and tell their friends about them so that five, five, they have new five new fans. Um, if we can do that, then, you know, um, we can do that and not go broke doing it. Then our, uh, you know, our mission is fulfilled for sure. Well, that's amazing. Yeah. It, I've, I've seen it head in that direction, honestly, in the past couple of years with bands that have either, you know, only some of their music online or in Spotify or, or wherever at Bandcamp, and, uh, or they've got everything, but they still continue to push out vinyl and tapes yeah. and in a way that is really uh, reminiscent of, you know, like the early eighties and mid eighties or even in the nineties when, you know, you're still, you're making tapes for each other or recording stuff off the radio. Like that's what stuff that I did as a kid. And because I didn't have the money or I just didn't know even where to buy that album. And we had a great store. I'm from outside of Macomb, Illinois. And there's a little store in Macomb called Disc and Dat. And that place just, they had all underground stuff. They had old vintage stuff and, and old stuff, you know, old 80s stuff. Um, <laughs> and I always loved going in there and see that. But, you know, I, so I, I really see a lot of those artists that are kind of bucking the this and it's funny because we just talked about technology and what the possibilities are but bucking the system by saying we're just going to start selling our own stuff and you know well you we can use spotify or Bandcamp or wherever you know bands like to uh as a, a type of marketing and then sell our own stuff and get you know make that keep that money you know and these you know of course they're smaller bands um you know without management probably mostly um but it's uh yeah it's amazing i was just i was just driving this morning and i was listening to the radio and i was just thinking about it and it just hit me i was like maybe it had something to do with what we were going to you know talk about today but i was like radio is free you know like it, it's been free and you know it's free for us and it, it it's it's amazing because i've i grew up listening to the radio i had an older sister that i have an older sister uh, and you know she got me into music i was just steal her stuff but my mom also i was with my mom all the time or my dad and we all the radio was always on in the cars or at home and to and then of course is it it's two for tuesday and uh you know acdc comes on back in black and then have a drink on me and i was like you know I love the radio and I, you know, I love, I love the, how spontaneous it is. I love that you never know what's going to come on next. 
and you could love it or hate it. And but you you might listen to it, you might turn it off. But it is it, it that is the one thing that's been a staple over all these years is that radio is this. It's this. Uh, uh, what is it? What is it called? A uh, paradox, right? Right. You know, it's like we have they have to spend all this money and get all this money involved in the in the operations in order to give it away, to give it to the audience. Because originally that sold ticket sales so that people would go, you know, people would go out to those concerts. They heard the end of a song. Buy albums. Yeah. Yep. All you know, and and in that industry is I I mean, I'm absolutely no uh no marketing genius or a genius, any kind of genius, but to see that that industry is, I, I do feel that you're right. I feel like it's, it is coming, coming around that bend where it is going back to self-marketing and self-promotion for these smaller bands. And that will hopefully be able to sell out arenas again, you know, you know, cause it's, and even then, I don't know if it works, you know, that you have to add, I went to Metallica a couple of years ago, a few years ago in St. Louis, and they had two other bands play with them. I'm like, Metallica doesn't need anybody else playing right. with them, you know? And what, I mean, Art, Art Vols, one of the other ones. And I was like, holy crap. And Local H, now I think about it. They were the other one. They were openers. But, uh, you know, it's, it's about just getting as much as possible, you know? And I think it'll end up being just getting what we want. That, you know, instead of getting every, you know, trying to scrounge around, I think it will eventually get to like, why can't we just get what we want? And I artists want to play. Yeah. You know, technology is a double-edged sword in that regard. Yeah. Uh, the artist has uh, never has had more opportunity to directly connect with a fan base. A new world um, directly connect through technology, bypassing everybody. But because everybody has that ability, you know, now the choices are overwhelming and people, um, people, people have, in my opinion, way too many choices. And as such, it waters down what's available. The cool thing about radio, I, I remember just driving, uh, spending a lot of time in the car, wanting to listen to radio because I always felt like radio had that human connection. Um, even if you didn't like the commercials or traffic or what <laughs> have you, you know, there was a live person at the other end of that, that if it was your favorite station, you could connect to that. You couldn't, you didn't get that by popping a CD into your car. Um, so much of that is gone now with uh, yeah. Spotify's and the other streaming services in the world. Um, yet I still see glimpses of that with people's affinity for Things like TikTok and Snapchat, and you know they're looking to connect. People look to connect with the human element that's on the other end. So I'm hopeful that uh, what goes around comes around, and that human need to connect with others will triumph in the music business. So that people kind of go back to where we all started. And as for radio, I don't know what the future of that is. I uh, yeah. I, I, I hope there is a future <laughs> for it because it is it is unique. You know, it's that one common denominator that uh, since it existed, we've all been able to share. And uh, for all intents and purposes, everybody's flicking on the radio when they jump into their car. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of those um, antiquities, I think, that is yeah. that is stuck around to a point where like the drive in movie theaters, no one would have ever expected 
right? It's a great. If you own, you know, if you owned a drive-in movie theater, you could have made thousands of dollars this year or whatever, you know. But I mean, it might, that might continue. I'd love to see that continue, you know. But it, I, it'd be not, it'd be interesting to to see how it will be interesting to see how all this plays out. Um, so I I do have. I have high expectations and high hopes and I'm just going to stay, stay that course. I think, and I think you do too, Kevin. I do. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, I tell you what, Kevin, we're going to wrap it up. Um, uh, I, I actually, if you wanted uh, to tell people how to find rock house online. Yeah, sure. It's uh, rockhouse.com. R O C H A U S.com. Really simple. Uh, we're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, and, uh, if you haven't been to Rock House, come and check us out. Like I said, the, yeah. the building's been here for 115 years. Uh, most of the stage is from 115 years ago. It's Holy a great, God. intimate little space to see some amazing talent. Uh, and we're really particular about who's on our stage. So if they're here, they're awesome. We'd love to see you. We'd love to see you too, Tanner. Yeah, I I can't wait. I really can't. You know, it's um, I know for a fact when everything shakes out, Aaron and I are going to be probably broke from going out so much, especially going to see bands. We, we would um, be happy to take the money. <laughs> great, that's great to know. All right, uh, awesome. all right. Well, thanks to Kevin Crack from Rock House West Dundee. Um, again, you can find it uh, find Rock House at uh, R-O-C-H-A-U-S dot com and on Facebook, Rockhouse WD. Is that right? Rockhouse WD. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Kevin. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks. For more information about Connected or anything else at Side Street Studio Arts, please visit SideStreetStudioArts.org. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever else you get your social media fixes um, at Side Street S-A. And check out new episodes of Connected every Wednesday. Everybody, please stay safe, be well, and uh, yeah, just remember, stay connected. Connected is a Side Street Studio Arts production. Music by Tanner Nolan. Produced by Nick Mataragas. To find out more about Connected, and all the great things Side Street Studio Arts offers, please visit sidestreetstudioarts.org.